We have so much to discuss here on the IndyCar Show, Burnout Sports, BurnoutSports.com. I'm Tony Donahue. Thank you so much for listening. The 2022 season now in the books will power your IndyCar champion. What a run it was to the finish. I mean, there was six to seven drivers over the last three or four races that were still eligible. You know, I talked about going into 2022. The biggest storyline I thought was going to be outside of can Elio win the fifth 500, which I think we kind of learned early in May maybe wasn't going to happen with his accident in, in, in the test. But the biggest storyline was just the competition level. You know, nine different drivers win races this year. Um, you know, the the winner of the championship, only one win on the year. Joseph Newgarden with five wins. Scott McLaughlin wins his first three IndyCar Series victories. What a season it was. I mean, it, it really was. I had so much fun covering it. Before we dive into the nuts and bolts of it, I wanted to thank everybody that tuned in, that listened, that subscribed, interacted, uh, whatever it was. We appreciate it so much on behalf of everybody here at Burnout Sports, including the Indie Boys, uh, Mike at Indie underscore Bet, our behind-the-scenes crew. Uh, we had an awesome year. I got to attend 10 of the 17 races, including my first ever race out at St. Pete, which I had a blast at. I had so much fun, you know. Going to all these races was a lot of fun, getting to talk to these drivers, kind of for me getting back into that swing of, of covering the sport uh, now full-time, which I've certainly enjoyed and appreciated. Uh, but just an awesome season, and thank you guys so much for interacting. I mean, we had the Indianapolis 500 winner on. We had the Daytona 500 winner on. Um, I think we talked to, whether it was an interview or social media interaction, every driver in the in, in the series, every, every IndyCar driver, this year, whether it was Indy 500 only, or you know the regular the regular drivers all season long, I mean interviews with with Elio, Pagano, Dix, I mean everybody. I think we had it pretty much covered. I know there's a lot of growing IndyCar blogs and and podcasts and websites, and we're all growing together to reach that goal of getting IndyCar as popular as we know that it can get, bringing in new fans, attracting new sponsors, getting that new eyeball on the TV coverage. Um, I can't wait for 2023. I do believe IndyCar is growing. I do believe it is getting better. I do believe there are tweaks that need to be made. Um, As is in every series or every sport, nothing is going to be perfect. There is always going to be something that you can bitch about. But overall, I thought the 2022 season was great. Uh, The competition level was ridiculously high, and that that could be moved to another level next year. But again, Will Power, your champion. Uh, but first and foremost, wanted to thank everybody for all the all the the support and the help and listening and interacting and and just having fun with us because that's what this is about. IndyCar, it's fun. It's a great series, awesome drivers, and it's so much fun to go to a race. It's so much fun to watch and kind of follow along with. So um, let's just start with Will Power. I mean, what a year for this guy. I think it was, what, the first four races he finished, either third or fourth. Didn't really have the best month of May. Bounces back with a win at Detroit and was just super consistent. You know, I talked about Mar- Marcus Erickson being Mr. Consistent, but Will Power put on a clinic. I think it was 12 of the 17 races he was inside the top 10. Was it 10 top fives? Uh, that's off the top of my head, so those numbers might not be um, 100% accurate. But the polls, 68 career polls now, starting up front at a majority of these races. I mean, the poll at Iowa. The pole at Laguna Seca putting down um, his 68th career pole to top him with Mario Andretti 
uh, break that tie for the most polls. Again, I should have mentioned this as well. I mean, we had an awesome interview. If you miss it, it, it'll never get old. It'll never die for me. But to be able to sit down there with Mario Andretti at Mid Ohio and open up some cards from his rookie from his rookie season all the way up to his last season in 1994 um, was an awesome interaction. And I just I can't wait for for more of that again. Like I said, the off season is going to be great. Uh, I'm going to go check out my favorite Indianapolis 500 car. We're going to have some burnout classic type stuff with with classic cars and. The Indy boys are going to have you covered as well. So, um, again, but back to Will Power. You know, he 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 had re-signed with, with Penske, and, you know, there were some years there where you're like, okay, we don't know which direction Will's going to go. And and here he is, again, um, just staying consistent, winning pole position after pole position, and he is your IndyCar champion. Joseph Newgarden had a great season. Uh, five wins, wins the people ready, uh, 500 thousand dollar bonus for him five hundred thousand for a charity of winning on an oval road street course um the texas win coming off corner four to 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 beat scott mclaughlin for the victory that was that was incredible um you know you win at places like iowa and road america and long beach just just an awesome year overall for joseph newgard i think he will be back hungrier than ever 25 career wins for this guy. He's 30 years old. And you kind of you kind of start looking to the future and you say, okay, unless for whatever reason, and we hope it doesn't happen, unless he goes and chases more money to go run a NASCAR career or try to run some Xfinity races. I mean, it's very realistic. This guy has 10 to 15 years of, of, of competition at Team Penske left in his arsenal. He had a phenomenal drive at Laguna Seca to finish second after the spin in, in, in qualifying to come from the back row to finish second. Um, Newgard did everything in his power to to win this championship on the on the last race of the year. But you kind of you go back to uh, a dismal month of May for Newgard, definitely disappointing results there. Dominating win at Iowa. And then race number two, you're dominating again. You end up in the wall, um, end up in the hospital. Glad that he was okay. But I think you'll see Newgarden uh, hungrier next year. I think with Bus Bros and his family now, he's he's having a lot more fun. I still think there is times where Joseph's uh, has turned into a bit of a curmudgeon, uh, for lack of a better term. But um, his fire, his pizzazz this year uh, really showed throughout the course of the 2022 season. You go to Scott Dixon finishing third, wins at Toronto, wins at Nashville, and then the pole at the Indianapolis 500. You know, Plain and simple, he lost the championship when he lost the Indianapolis 500 on that last pit stop by, what, a mile, a mile and a half over the speed limit at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. So, uh, you know, you could pinpoint that. It seems like since his 08 win at the Indianapolis 500, he's been snake bitten at that race. But overall, a really good year for Dixon. Uh, again, very consistent. So many top 10, so many laps led. Qualifying needed, needs to be better in 2023 for that team. Um, but again, he overcame a lot and still had a chance to win the championship despite a 21st place finish at the Indianapolis 500. Scott McLaughlin, he's going to get my vote for most popular driver. Um, his personality, we have really learned about this year. You know, he was interacting. I, I mentioned something I mentioned something on Twitter and he's like, yeah, I'm 150 feet from another two wins. And I think um, that would be Nashville and that would obviously be Texas. Um, one less lap at Texas, he's a winner. One more lap at Nashville, I think that he's a winner. But nonetheless, three victories, including the season opener at St. Pete, 
backed up at Mid-Ohio, and then a win at Portland. Uh, McLaughlin's here to stay. He's got to get better in the month of May at the Indianapolis 500. Crashed out this year. Uh, but he gets my vote for most popular driver. His personality has been great. It's been a lot of fun to interact, get to know him. Um, somebody put on Twitter the other day, I don't know if, I can't remember who it was, but it was, you know, which driver did you not really go into the year knowing much about or not cheering for, and now you are. And for me, that's definitely Scott McLaughlin. So, um, Pato Award, great year. Um, wins at Iowa, a win at Barber. And the crazy thing is about this entire year, is Will Power is your champion. Marcus Erickson is your Indianapolis 500 champion. Pato Award had the most points of anybody on ovals. Scott Dixon had the most points of anybody on street courses. And Joseph Newgard had the most points of anybody on road courses. So, again, I, I'm going to preach it because it is what it is. It is the truth. The competition level in IndyCar is second to none. Again, nine winners this year. Colton Hurdle wins the Indianapolis Motor Speedway in the rain um, in a wild race back in early May. Alexander Rossi comes back for Andretti and wins at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway Road Course, the second race in that Brickyard doubleheader weekend. He's obviously off to Aaron McLaren, Kyle Kirkwood, who will be on my list for the top three things that I'm watching the most in 2023. I think Kirkwood is going to be an absolute beast in that car. Um, I'm really excited to see what he can do. I think that he has the pizzazz. I think he has the talent. Uh, it didn't show this year in that Foyt car, but I certainly think that Kyle Kirkwood is going to be a factor in many races next year inside that Andretti Autosport machine. Um, we mentioned Marcus Erickson. Look, it doesn't really matter how your season goes if you win the Indianapolis 500. Nobody's going to say a word about anything. Uh, nobody's going to say anything about finishing outside of the top five. You won the Indianapolis 500. What a win for Marcus. That was awesome. I enjoyed every minute of it. It was, was a lot of fun to see. I like Marcus a great deal. He has helped a lot of us that are still trying to grow our social media presence by interacting. Um, he came on the show. He came out on, on this show uh, on YouTube. After a few technical difficulties, he was upside down, which is pretty funny. Um, but again, kudos to Marcus Erickson for the Indianapolis 500 victory. Alex Pillow wraps up the year at Laguna Seca with the dominating win. He's the number one domino, as we know, to fall coming up here in the offseason of where he's going to go, where he's going to run next year, and what that's going to mean for the remainder uh, of the competition, the dominoes that are still to fall this IndyCar offseason. Again, I mentioned I went to St. Pete. Uh, loved it. Loved St. Pete. Went to Road America again. And, and really this year when I went to Road America, I got to explore it a lot more than what I did back in 2016. Walked around a lot more, saw so many different angles, and uh, really enjoyed my time there. Loved Iowa and what hy V did, having the concerts. Um, hy V having a lot of um, interactions inside of their grocery stores, really embracing you know, almost like Marlboro did in the 90s where everywhere you went, there was Marlboro, IndyCar billboards and advertisements and um, presence at the track. And there's a lot of great sponsors in IndyCar right now. Hy-Vee is one of them. Um, you know, Bit Nile comes to mind over at Ed Carpenter Racing and, and, and some of the things that they're doing as well. So as we know, continue to support those sponsors and, and um, keep them wanting to come back for IndyCar. Like I said, uh, my favorite weekend was obviously St. Pete and then the entire month of May at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. I had I had a great time. 
you know, next year when the schedule comes out, I hope that we see St. Louis move back. I mean, we saw how better that race got after the rain delay when it was at night. Cars were changing. Uh, some cars got a little bit looser. Some cars got tighter. Drivers were really fighting it, but we saw a lot more passes in that second groove along the outside at St. Louis. Um, you know, there was no night races this year. Iowa's got to be a night race. You, you got to have a night race at Iowa, whether you try a Friday night in the summer, whether you try a Thursday night of that MLB All-Star Week. You know, may not seem like it's ideal, but that MLB All-Star Week, you've got nothing going on on Wednesday and Thursday night. And I think the I think the the ESPYs run on Wednesday night. So you got really nothing on Thursday night, and you could run an IndyCar race at Iowa. Um, you know, I didn't think the crowd was great this year. I thought it was a good crowd, but maybe you just say, hi V, we're going to, we're going to promote that Thursday race for basically try to get 1.5 million people to watch it when there's no other sports or competition going on. Um, you know, IndyCar is always going to run into the NFL towards the end of the year. You know, I believe Long Beach was on the final day of, of the masters this year. I know that St. Pete was going on during the NCAA tournament, um, or during the NCAA conference tournament, I think in late February. So I like the fact that that was moved back. Sorry, Texas. Texas was going on during the NCAA tournament. Uh, I do like St. Pete being moved up to February where it was. I think that'll go into March next year. I think we'll see St. Pete in early March, like March 5th or 6th, whatever that Sunday is, um, as um, compared to last year when it was that last week of February. I think it was February 28th, so... Um, really excited for the 2023 season, as mentioned. Um, can't wait for it, and we're going to have a lot of fun with you. Big news that came out today, and the Indie Boys and Tristan Greider will have a, a write-up for you on Burnout Sports. Kyle Busch going to Chevy, going to Richard Childress, and in his contract, he is allowed to run the Indianapolis 500 with a Chevy team, so that narrows it down to really, what, Hunkos at Carpenter, Penske, McLaren, and Dreyer and Reinbold. Now, Dreyer and Reinbold could be a landing spot for Kyle Busch. I think the most realist, yes, obviously he would want to run a Penske car. And would Penske do that and run a fourth car? Well, we know that they've been capable of running a fourth car before. They did that in 20, oh, when was the last time they had four cars? Whenever it was. Uh, I think Roger likes three. But I, w- I would be surprised if, if teams weren't calling Ed Carpenter. Ed Carpenter is a guy that Ed Carpenter Racing is a team that Richard Childress could partner with Chevy wise. Um, you know, you've already got three cars. Depends on what the contract is with Simona. I've heard of Simona is definitely running all of the road and street courses in 2023. Um, you know, Devlin staying quick silly season. Devlin staying at Andretti, Kirkwood to the 27, Benjamin Peterson to the 14. That's what we know right now. But Ed Carpenter, somewhere in the past, had a relationship. Or I think the guy who sold sponsorship for Ed also sold sponsorship for Kyle Busch. And I think that that, really, that connection was really shown one year, 2018 maybe, when Ed had a small sponsorship for Monster Energy, and that was before Kyle Busch had his own energy drink. Obviously now Rowdy has the Rowdy energy drink. Uh, but I could see you know a fourth car at Indy, Ed Carpenter Racing, with Richard Childress Racing, running a black rowdy energy car maybe it's called john menard and he puts that stripe down the side like he did with robbie gordon back in 2002 but um i think the ed carpenter kyle bush richard childress connection um makes the most sense i'm not saying it's going to happen 
Um, maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. But if it does happen, I think that's kind of where you would see that land. So that would be crazy. Uh, it would be a lot of fun. I know Kyle Busch seems to want to run the Indianapolis 500. Uh, if it's in your contract that you're allowed to do that and run the double, which his brother has done, and I believe was the last driver to do it, then you probably have some interest in it. I mean, his wife is from the state of Indiana, so you'd have to think that she knows the level of appreciation and um, the level of, you know, just popularity uh, of that race. And I think it would boost the competition level. I know people are going to say, well, he'll get rookie of the year and it should go to somebody deserving, kind of like we saw with Jimmy Johnson this year and not going to David Malukas. But at the end of the day, I mean, the eyes that Kyle Busch would bring. You're going to have Kyle Busch, Jimmy Johnson running the Indianapolis 500. That's going to bring a lot of NASCAR eyes over to watch that race. Um, I think it would be huge. I would I would certainly enjoy it, and we'll see what happens. We're going to have some burnout awards coming up. Uh, so if you'd like to interact with that, we want to have some fan votes. We want to have some other media people vote. Just some fun. I know we did the, the best livery of the Indianapolis 500 and had a lot of great interaction back in June with that, but certainly excited to see um, some of these awards that come out, I and mean, we're going to have best livery, best performance, um, best best social media presence. So if you would love to vote in that, please feel free to shoot me a DM on Twitter. Um, and we're going to have a lot more of these. I know Eric Smith's going to join me here coming up in the next couple of weeks to kind of recap the season, give his thoughts. Uh, we'll get some other um, notable IndyCar names, drivers, uh, maybe some analysts as well to kind of recap the season. We've got a test coming up in October. And and, it, and I learned last year when, when we were building burnout and we were building this kind of how do we want this to go and what can we do now before the season starts. Uh, you know, team previews are always something that we're going to do, but there just seemed to be news every week, whether it was, you know, a new driver or here's the schedule um, maybe we'll get a video game release. Maybe we'll get some more partnerships inside of the IndyCar paddock. So um, we'll see how that goes. I'm looking forward to that. And it'll be a lot of fun for all of us here um, at Burnout Sports in the IndyCar world. Thank you guys so much for listening, subscribing. Everybody at Burnout Sports, can't thank you enough. Um, take care, everybody. Let's have a fun off season and uh, get ready for that 2023 IndyCar season. <laughs>